If you had to come up with a plan B to retool as a leader in today's economy, these are the exact steps you can take to thrive. Welcome to the Visionary Leaders Circle podcast. I am your host, Dr. Jeannie Barrow. Thank you so much for joining me, Maya. It's been such a pleasure interacting with you since I met you mm. several years ago. I, I want to say in late 2016 is when yes. you and I met at the uh, Rotary Club. That was one of my first speaking engagements, by the way. And Oh, wow. Years- Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> how many years later now? So exactly. thank you so much for joining me to talk about your book, why you wrote it. Uh, An Apology to My Demons is the book that our illustrious author Maya Catherine wrote and she has agreed to sit with me here at the Visionary Leader Circle podcast. So Maya, welcome and please tell us a little bit about yourself and then we'll talk about the book and all the goodies that you bring to us. Well, thank you so much for having me. I have to start by saying that I cannot believe it's been so long. I remember that day and I remember being drawn to you for some reason. And then as we started talking, I discovered we had so many things in common. So I'm happy that all these years later, we're still friends. And I really am grateful for um, the chance to be on your podcast today. Me too. Me too. <laughs> tell me a little bit, tell my audience a little bit about you. And what well, you- my name is Maya Catherine. Uh, I am an author. As Ginny said, uh, my book is called An Apology to My Demons. And I can say I'm a new author as of September of last year. My background, <laughs> thank you. My background was uh, corporate finance, uh, corporate accounting, sales, even um, insurance, uh, finance support. So this is a new career, a new world for me. But, How did you know, this it's happen? About, yeah. How did you oh. go from that to this? Well, you know what? Following my life purpose, I've always had... Um, an inclination inside that I was born to be of service to the world. And that followed me through my school years and my adult years through serving in the community. You know, I used to do it kind of on the side after the nine to five. But as the years went by, I felt that, you know, I needed to devote my entire life to my life purpose, which is to help others create a strong emotional core that they could build success on top of. So we're going to dive into that. Yes, absolutely. I love that phrase. Yes. So that's that's basically um, what I was following. And I decided, you know what? It's time for me to write a book. It's time for me to put down my wisdom. And here we are. At least part of it. At least (laughs) part of it. Yes, yes. (laughs) I plan to be doing this for another another 50, 60 years at least. (laughs) Listen, I didn't think I would write my second book only two years later. So you never know. Exactly. exactly. And you know, it's funny, Catherine, um, because now do, do, do other people call you Maya or Catherine or both? Most people say Maya Catherine, but Maya is fine. Maya. Any, anyone is fine. Anyone is fine. I yeah. love both of them anyway. Of course you do. They're yours. <laughs> so um, I know people who have written like 14 books and I'm like, yes. oh my goodness, I can't even How imagine. How do you do that? Yes. 14. So we're, we're just beginning. Just beginning. And right? I love that you have, have had the courage to share your voice. Because I always yes. say that it takes courage to put down on paper your wisdom, your insights, your golden nuggets. And yeah, especially your scars. <laughs> yes. And when we do, yes. we're doing it from a place of love and a place of yes. And I think that is the main, the main message that I, I always give to my audiences is that it's not about perfection. It's about contribution and service. And so Absolutely. when you do it from that place, there is no going wrong. 
Absolutely. And I tell people I, you know, wrote my story to help my own heart. Yes. So let's you know, go I, went, I went through the process to help my own heart, my own heart. And I'm just happy that it is inspiring so many people to heal. Yes. And I, I've always said, you know, in, in my own healing, I went to books, I went to seminars, I went to other things to to inspire me. So I feel like it's not it's not even a, a good thing to do if for me it's an obligation to pay it forward. Yes. Well, so that's, you that's because you never know who's waiting to hear my story. Yeah, that's part of your core values. Exactly. And I know we also have something in common, which is I'm an immigrant. Yes. <laughs> I come from the Dominican Republic at the age of yes. 14. And yes. what's your background? Maya. Well, my, yeah, I was born in the United States, but my parents are from um, Hispaniola, I guess, you know, and the, next door. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, your next door neighbor. And uh, so I'm happy to have that richness, you know, in my cultural background of, you know, the United States and all the different cultures. And, you know, of course, my Caribbean heritage. So that that's definitely part of my personality part of my being and that informs you know what I do and and how I live my life for sure so your your parents uh came from Haiti and yes I mean Dominican Republic side same island yes you know, exactly. like this for those who don't who, who may not uh, realize so we're neighbors basically yes yes some people it, it used to be called Hispaniola until he was split and then you have Dominican Republic on one side and then you on the other side, the West side with the mountains. <laughs> that's, where I, that's where I'm from, yes. Exactly, beautiful. So tell us about your book. So my book is called An Apology to My Demons. And sometimes, you know, I, I've, I've always asked people like at first what they think of the title. And I always get the answer that, wow, this is, you know, it, it's provocative, it's different, and it sounds very deep. Well, it is. And like I said, I wrote it to heal my own heart. This is um, a testament and, you know, looking to my own journey through emotional struggles, mental health struggles growing up and having to deal with some childhood traumas, um, abandonment issues, body image issues and other issues mm -hmm. and how I got to the point where, you know, I crashed basically because a lot of it was not healed. Yes. And when I realized that, thank God for me that I decided not to just cope and survive. I decided I wanted to live and I realized I needed to heal my demons before I could thrive and before I could succeed and get what I want in life. And that's when I talk about emotional core. I realized my emotional core was not strong. It was still, you know, bruised from all those traumas in childhood. So after uh, a few crashes, I realized that there were some things in me that needed to be healed. And I had a conversation with my inner demons, whereas people say, conquer your inner demons. I was lucky to have the insight that they don't need, they don't need conquering, they need healing and loving. And that's, there comes the apology to my demons for not healing them sooner, for not hearing the, the call for help from you know, wounds I hadn't healed. And once I did that, then I was able to strengthen my emotional core, which for me is, is a big part of what I do is you know show people how to um create a strong foundation from the inside that you could build successes upon of so maya you mentioned that you had to build a strong emotional core and i know that as leaders that's what i call self-leadership developing your self-leadership and that includes raising your emotional intelligence which includes yes. your self-awareness mm -hmm. in terms of who you are how you're showing up 
and healing yourself is part of that self-leadership. So yes. can you share with us what you share in the book that our audience, the, the, the leaders who are listening, could glean from your book about how to go about healing those old wounds, things that we've experienced through our childhood, even as uh, adolescents, teenagers, young adults, and now at this age, we may notice that things are not going our way, that we mm -hmm. are not feeling the way that we thought we would be feeling at this stage in our careers. That's how we know something's awry, right? Exactly, exactly. So can you share what you talk about in the book, that a, a, a little bit of the framework, if you may, of what you use to kind of you know, dissect that and really go inward and strengthen your emotional core, as you, as you call it? Well, thank you so much for that question. That's just for me another testament of, you know, how awesome you are, <laughs> insightful you are, and how what you have to say is needed in this world. So thank you so much. That's like an honor for me. Um, so yes, one of, one of the things that I said I realized was that my emotional core was not strong. And why is that important? And how did I, you know, become aware of that? Um, I can say one of the things that I mentioned in the book is self-reflection. And I cannot emphasize enough the importance of self-reflection. If we don't know what's not working, we can't fix it. We can't fix what we don't know. So one of the things that I started doing is taking stock of my life, is taking stock of my feelings. A lot of times we, we look at our successes, we look at our achievements, but we don't you know, take time to look at on how we feel about those things. How, how do we feel in the middle of the ups and the downs? And I realized that, you know, I was slaying at work. I was getting promoted. I was, you know, on paper, you know, doing very well, but I didn't feel fulfillment on the inside. So self-reflection is a tool that I use and I, and I encourage people to use to figure out, to get a gauge as to whether or not something needs to be taking care of. Yes, so during myself, yeah, during my self-reflection, I realized those things and I decided to take action on it. I feel the same because when I was done with my PhD mm -hmm. back in 2009, I realized like, wait, this is it. Like, even though I've accomplished so much externally inside, yes. I felt like I, I feel empty. Yes. So something was missing. And that's when I knew something wasn't right. Exactly. And, and that happens to a lot of people and especially women, you know, because women, you know, we, we have certain expectations of ourselves that we can be, do it all, be all, be a mom, be successful at work and everything. And when we don't, you know, we don't really sometimes take time to see how we're feeling, you know, okay. in the midst of all of that. And so self-reflection absolutely is a huge part of it assessing, like you said, you know, how you feel after a big accomplishment, mm -hmm. you know, is another tool. And, and, and I would say a third one is figuring, figuring out your standards, because if you gauge, you know, how your life is and your standards are not fulfillment, feeling abundant, feeling joyful, um, feeling happy, then you may think that surviving and coping are, you know, the way things should be are the norm for you, right? So standards are very important. And that's another thing that I, I promote a lot is, you know, you deserve love, happiness, peace. 
You may not have them all at 100% all the time, but you need to know what your standards are. What do you deserve? Because once you know that, then you can gauge when you're not meeting those standards. So you're basically setting the bar for yourself. Yes, exactly. So and you're not setting the bar on the floor. Exactly. So have high bars for yourself. And then when you do your self-reflection, you'll see if you hit those bars or not. And again, they're not achievement bars. They're, you know, how do you feel about life and how you feel about yourself? So once I did that, then I was able to say, oh my God, definitely not fulfilled, you know, um, as far as my life purposes, you know, definitely not fulfilled personally. And then I was able to go one by one. And once I did that, then I went and said, what is the pain? What is the pain, you know, that's blocking me in those areas? And that's how I ended up looking at my inner demons. And then one by one, I went through abandonment issues, body image issues, and was able to go back to the core to when it happened to childhood and heal them one by one. And, you know, healing is a process. There's still some healing I'm going through right now, but things like writing a letter to somebody who wronged you, things like forgiving without justice when you know the people are not contrite or maybe they, they passed away and they're not there to give you the, the closure, how to do it for yourself, you know, how to un, unlock your own chains on Tamaya, your own. Tamaya, this is this has been a process. Let's yes. be honest, right? It's not something that you wake up one day and you're like, I have the answer to everything. I'm it's, healed. <laughs> and it's you, we're never healed, right? We're, Fully, we're yes. healing the entire lifetime. This, exactly. is, this is an evolution. This is a new level of healing, a new de depth of healing. So the, the truth is that as we go through this healing process, and this is for everybody who's listening, that we need to start somewhere. Yes. Right? And I think what you're saying is self-reflection is the first step. Self-reflection is the first step. How are you feeling Mm -hmm. uh, what are your standards? Yes. Are you giving yourself the freedom to feel love and peace and joy? Yes. And if you don't even associate or can relate to those words, we got to talk, right? Because you deserve those things in life. Yeah, because I, I, I always say the foundation of all success in life, fulfillment and inner peace and inner joy are necessary components. They're necessary components. And a lot of us, we, on paper, we achieve milestones and we're successful, but you know, when we come home and we close the door and maybe there's nobody there, or maybe we have someone and we look in the mirror, you know, do we feel happy about where we are in life? You agree, uh, Maya, that joy, that happiness, that peace is something that we give ourselves that no one has the power to give it to us. And, and that's exactly the point in my book is once you start understanding the process of healing and the process of, and the, and the meaning of joy and peace, you realize it is an inside job for you, by you. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and so, yes. Maya, what resources and support did you have? Because people listening may be like, oh, well, great. I have to get on this healing journey. However, I can tell you from my experiences, this is not something that happens alone. I surrounded mm. myself with what I call my healing team from physical right. healing to emotional healing. I had literally uh, 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 my masseuse 
who I went to for my physical healing. I worked out. I got very conscious about my diet and what I ate. I saw a nutritionist. I remember going to my psychologist, Diana Chacon, for um, multiple years. I've been in the personal development wagon for a while now. So I hear and listen to and learn from a lot of mentors in the personal development space. What about you? What did you do? Well, um, thank you. That's, a, that's an interesting question because in my case, in my case, I did not have mentors. I did not have a team. And that's for the longest, I, I kind of, I kind of resented that in a way because I said, I hear people having mentors all the time and I don't have, but then I realized I've had unofficial mentors, Me meaning, <laughs> meaning I've gone to Tony Robbins. I've gone to personal development. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. That's what it is. And yes. I, I really spent a lot of time doing research online in books about, um, personal issues, childhood trauma, I looked into that. The things that I went through, for example, you know, body image issues, I researched that. So yes, you cannot, you cannot really do it without some kind of resource. Now you may not have that one person or that team, like I did not have anything other than me and my own research, but I can say I did a lot of research and I did a lot of, like you said, I changed my nutrition and I can even say I, purposely did that, my body just started rejecting certain things yes. that were not, you know, and I'm not saying I just, you know, I don't have any junk food right now. And I'm of not course. saying that, but I can tell I you love that. my chocolate chip cookies. Exactly. That's not the main part of my, my nutrition though. You know, that's once in a while thing. Um, and, you know, my, so it's mind, body, spirit. I always tell people, you cannot heal one side. You, mind, body, spirit goes together. And when people try to do one side, eventually the other side collapse or they, they, you know, they ask for help. They try, they have to catch up. Yeah. So, and spiritually I, you know, got in touch with nature. I started hiking all over the place, things that, you know, I was afraid to do like mountains I'm looking at and all of a sudden I'm on, you know, I'm all the way up. So I had developed, you know, um, courage. I developed, you know, body strength. So all those things happened together and it took a while and it's still happening. And now I have, you know, a plan that I follow that I created myself where I incorporate time in my week for body, mind, spirit. And because I know in music and dancing and, you know, having my dog and my kids. And so it's a, it's a whole system that, you know, needs to be put together. And it's not something complicated. It's but just I also basically... hear, and I hear a lot in that self-awareness, just mindfulness and mindfulness. intention, intention. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then to doing what makes you happy. You know, I, I tell business women all the time. I said, you know, in your business plan, do you have space and your schedule? Do you have space for dancing? Do you have space for cooking? That the stuff that makes you happy, that needs to be part of your business plan because, you know, your body, and your mind will function, but it needs your heart and your Absolutely. lungs. You yeah. need to breathe and you need to be happy and you need to smile. So that those things need to be part of your weekly schedule. And if you look at, you know, one thing I, I do is a 30 day assessment. Look at, you know, your activity, even a daily assessment, look at your 30 days and look at your daily assessment. How much time did you leave in there for joy, for things mm -hmm. that make you smile and be happy or just watching comedy for like an hour and laugh? 
Let me tell so, you, I actually spent an entire year. I know that I'm a type A, <laughs> you know, totally structured person. Yes. But I spent an entire year with the Mama Gina School of Womenly Arts. Okay. Where the whole goal was to focus on joy. Wow. Focus okay, on cool. joy. Like, because as a type A, very intellectual, very yes, <laughs> right? These yes. we we bring so much of our masculine energy to work because yes. that's what's rewarded in society. Get it done, results focused. That's I've always been a results focused person, especially yes. as a coach, right? Yes. And so being in that in that mindset during the day where it's like get it done, get it done, get yes. it done. Achieve, achieve, achieve. Achieve, achieve, achieve. Yes. Uh, at the end of the day, for me, coming into my feminine, that yes. was really hard to do, especially when I spend the entire day in my masculine crushing it, right? Yeah, like, and exactly. One thing, yeah, I'll talk about dragon. That's funny, sorry. But um, one thing I say too, and I'm, I'm, I'm not somebody who really goes into like type A, type B and thing, but I understand what you're saying. But one thing that I say sometimes, even if you can't identify what type you were, a lot of times our, our get, you know, doer, go-getter, doer side comes out as women when we have to be, you know, mom and dad for our kids. So a lot of single women, you have to bring out that side because it's you doing the, the loving and the nurturing, but also taking the actions. So your, your masculine energy has to be there because of the circumstance. So even if you were not type A, you know, to begin with, you bring it out. And sometimes, you know, and, and you know, in a world of business and you know, those kind of things, you need to bring it out. You so then to. when you come, when you, you know, when you when it's time for you to wind down, you know, sometimes it's hard to to tell that side to sit for yeah. a little bit. So let your hair down. If, yeah, said, even right? to receive help. You know, so the feminine side, divine feminine, divine feminine, and stuff like you know, that's a huge part of my life. And um, but you know, to to bring that out, sometimes you you have to learn to say yes, okay, you can help me. I I, I and not feel that's a weakness. It's actually a strength. So one of the the things I discover in my healing is how to balance my divine feminine and divine, you know, inner masculine energy. Absolutely. And that was a beautiful thing. It and is that, a beautiful was, that was kind of scary and that was kind of hard. Yeah. But that was because, you know, I, and, and talk about the dragon, you said I have a dragon tattoo. And I, I remember having that when I was in the midst of having to be the single mom doing, achieving homeowner and all those things. And then I remember having a lotus flower tattoo. And I remember when I, when I had that tattoo, it was because I was ready to just let my divine feminine show now. Emerge, and, yeah. and I was, and I was such a beautiful thing. So, you know, it's still, it's still, it's still a balance between the two. You know, some days you're one more, some days you're the other one more, but having a balance between the two is, is a beautiful thing. And, and, I, and every day I work to try to achieve that. <laughs> and I love uh, the word for me, uh, the word that resonates with me the most is I like to integrate them. Yes, I like to really bring yes. them out. Yeah, <laughs> that's beautiful. beautiful. I didn't even know that side of you, Jeannie. <laughs> oh yes, absolutely. Um, I but this is something that I write about in my books, both uh, wow. in leadership okay. and fearless yes. women at work. Uh, yes. That oh, aspect of, of us women who go to work and women who work outside the home, yes. and to your point, women who work in the home are also faced with this energy that we have to bring out to get things done. Yes. So. 
Uh, Maya, I know we're running out of time, so okay. I want to wrap up uh, for our audience. What would you like to leave? What message would you like to leave for our audience? And we will get to the part where we tell them where they can get your book. So what would you tell them as they are embracing their own healing, whether they are at the onset of it, where they're just realizing something's not right, whether they're in the middle of it, where they've been doing you know, some of the self-care and self-introspection and reflection, or whether they're advanced in their healing, what would you say to them? Well, I would say that um, first know what you deserve and you deserve to have the success in the business world or the professional world. And at the same time, you deserve to have personal success and personal happiness and fulfillment. And you need, you know, that needs to be the basis of things. And once you know that, and you do your self-assessment, then you'll start identifying what in your life is not resonating with joy, mm -hmm. even in the workplace, even professionally. And once you do that, there are resources like Jeannie, like myself, and many other resources out there that you can you know, use to create a life where you have a balance between the achieving and the feeling great about life and about yourself. Yeah. And, and it's a continuous process, but I get what, once you do the, the big healing that all of us had to go through that big healing, once you do that, then it's going to be easier. And then you could just go through life flowing through achieving and feeling good, which is, you know, the ultimate goal. So it is doable. It is possible. Define it for yourself, accept it for yourself and just go for it. Beautiful, Maya. Thank you so much. <laughs> and where can people find your books? So my book is called An Apology to My Demons. It's on Amazon. It's on a few other things online, but definitely on Amazon. Get yourself a copy. There's a little piece. It's like a journal. There's a little piece in there where you could write your own thoughts. So, and I'm on social media, you know, find me, connect with me. There's more than the book to come. So, you know, I'm so grateful for this opportunity. I just, you know, re- I get a friend why, you know, I love you, Jeannie, and I why we're friends. Too. So <laughs> yes. that this conversation is, is, you know, has been good for my soul. And I, and I'm really, I'm grateful to you for that. Well, we'll include your social media uh, information in the, the podcast the, okay. uh, <laughs> description so that people All can right. connect with you, Maya. Thank, Thank you so, you much, so for much for spending this time Jeannie. with us. And for Thank sharing. you for the opportunity. <laughs> my pleasure. Thank you for sharing part of your healing. I know that as many of us are out there, in our healing journey that this will resonate with them. Thank All right, you. thank you so much. Let the divine feminine shine. <laughs>The story so far is that many talented female leaders in mid-careers in the corporate world struggle to find their footing. I was one of them. But now we know from the research by McKinsey and Company that organizations with more than 30% of women executives are more likely to outperform companies where this percentage is between 10 to 30%. Like many of the companies we partner with, you may be struggling to help your high potential female leaders retool and grow into senior leadership ranks and advance your diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging efforts. So in 2020, I created the Fearless Leadership Mastermind Program 
a leadership training that will give you a competitive advantage with a scalable solution that is ready to go. No more waiting. You may be thinking, Ginny, this isn't going to be easy. And you're right. Behavioral change takes time. And I know we will succeed because our program has already helped committed high potential female leaders of all backgrounds in STEM fields, financial services, and Fortune 500 companies in only six months. Let's partner to implement this unique and proven leadership training to fast track your talented female leaders to advance in your company with a sense of belonging. I wish I had this training during my corporate career of over 25 years. It would have made a world of difference. Today as a CEO, I'm grateful to support my partners and the female leaders in our program in reaching their full potential. And that feels very nice. Visit flmprogram.com to learn more and set up a cyber coffee with me to get started. If you enjoyed our content, subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends. And if you want to stay in touch and hear from us, join our community to receive valuable strategies and expert advice at executivebound.com. Join our movement to heal leadership around the world. See you soon.